When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth Shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make Shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Jewelry isn't a gift you give just once. It's a way to remind your loved one of a beautiful moment every time they see it. Blue Nile can help you find the gift that says how you feel and says it beautifully with expert guidance and a wide assortment of jewelry of the highest quality at the best price. Go to BlueNile.com and experience the convenience of shopping Blue Nile, the original online jeweler since 1999. That's BlueNile.com to find the perfect jewelry gift for any occasion. BlueNile.com. It's time to take command with former NFL tight end Logan Paulson and former Commander's Beat reporter Craig Hoffman. Breaking news, the Commanders have signed Jacoby Brissett as their backup quarterback. Logan Paulson joining us second time this week live. We were going to play Take Command at 4 o'clock, Logan, and we literally scrapped it because of the breaking news, and now here you are live. Yeah, man, it's uh, lucky for me to be here multiple times in a week. feel pretty fortunate about that. Yeah, I I mean, you can come whenever you want, just so you know. It's like an open invitation for you. But, you know, we try to – you do a lot of this stuff, and we talk a lot about football in a microphone, so it just doesn't seem like we need to double up. But when you have live breaking news, you know, can't can't do that on a podcast in the the morning before. Um, So what – I think it's super interesting that the pain deal – helps out here um the numbers just came in Brissett's a one-year deal eight million up to ten but eight million's the basic number the difference in Payne's number from what it was going to be on the tag at 18 to what it is now in the new deal 10 for the year is the price of Jacoby Brissett and I just think that seems kind of relevant here Logan yeah I mean that's one of the reasons the deal was so good I think for the team is that it gave you some flexibility with regards to you know, what you can do in free agency. And, uh, you know, I think you and I both have been very excited about Jacoby Percet and what he can do for this team and his role within this team and how he seems like the perfect fit. And so it allows you to kind of be a little bit more maybe spendy. You know, I think of right as of right now, he's one of the highest paid kind of backup quarterbacks that have hit the market when you compare him to Andy Dalton, who's in that eight guaranteed, you know, with an upside of 10, like that seems about right. So, I think it it is relevant. It's relevant for all of the signings they have because that's the guy that's going to kind of make a difference for you. So, in the take command episode that we recorded this morning, both of us said Brissett would be the number one guy on our list. Why was he the number one guy for you? Yeah, I think that's a good question. I think when you look at his ability, I think he's got kind of starter upside and I'm not even gonna say low-end starter like he could be a starter given the right situation he can win you football games but he's also from what I understand kind of the consummate teammate the consummate pro Um, he's played under Tom Brady he's been in uh, Indianapolis after Andrew Luck retired he's been in tough situations he's won games he's led teams he's been in tough offenses so to me he's like the perfect guy right He, he knows the score like this is why he's in the NFL for these types of situations for these types of opportunities and I also think he because he knows that he can be a better mentor to Sam Howell right he can kind of be 
that consummate professional. And I think that that's something that is extremely exciting. And, and it, you couldn't have asked for a perfect fit, like a more perfect fit. He's good enough to win you some games. He's a good teacher. He's a good teammate. He's learned offenses um, at a high level. He can teach offenses because of that learning ability. He's got the mentorship. He understands his role. Like this is the uh, the, the perfect signing, in my opinion, if I'm playing GM for the team. Logan Paulson with us, of course, co-host with me of the Take Command podcast. He's with us live here on the Hoffman Show, reacting to the news that the commanders have signed Jacoby Brissett, one year, $8 million, to be their backup quarterback. Now, real test of his professionalism here, Logan. He is an NC State guy. <laughs> Sam Howell went to Carolina, so... You know, if you had if you had to mentor like a, a USC Trojan back in the day, like would you have been able to do it? Yeah, I mean, I you know when I was mentoring guys near the end of my career, like I didn't care about the school at all, you know, because like that was like my job. You know, I know that sounds crazy. <laughs> right. It's like you're prepping somebody to get ready to take your spot, but like yeah. that, that was it, you know. And like, um, you know, you could talk about whether the SC guys could learn the offense at a high level or whatever, but um, <laughs> uh, but it, I always gave it my best shot. So I do think that that is something uh, that he'll be. Able able to kind of you might you know you might have a little cut up about it might have a little chit chat but yeah, um I'd, I'd imagine they'll have a, a little poke a little rib yeah but i think ultimately like i mean everything i've heard about uh Brissette has just been so high level from a teammate standpoint like i mean even if uh you know like it's easily going to be great and like they're gonna i'm sure they're gonna have a great relationship you know cutting up talking smack whatever it is and you know getting to know each other so if you're Rivera and Bienemy, what do you tell Brissett? I'm sure you've been in a situation similar to this. I don't know how many guys, like, how many times you came in and you looked at the guy ahead of you and you're like, I'm just flat out better than that guy, but I know mm-hmm. he's young and on the up and like I'm getting closer to the end, which is a little bit of what's happening here. Like, we talked about this morning, uh, <laughs> this feels so long ago because this guy signed like. 10 minutes after we got done with the podcast and we'd spent three minutes on it, but like Baker Mayfield was never an option here um, because he's a younger guy, whatever. But the thing that we both agreed on is like, while Sam might have ultimately the better career and more upside at this stage, if they went to practice tomorrow, Baker Mayfield be the better quarterback. I think the same is true for Brissett. Like Brissett's going to be the better guy at the start because he's got all this experience and he's older and he's seen things and uh, you know, all of that. So how do you like? What do you tell Brissette? What do you tell Hal? How do you approach it with the team if you're Rivera and Bienemy, knowing that the goal is ultimately for Hal to pass Brissette and do that fairly quickly? Yeah, I'd probably be like, hey, you know, you're gonna have an opportunity to compete, but just so you know, like we are very high on the young guy, and we think he's got a lot of potential to be something very special. And I think when you frame it like that, you're not telling him he's not going to start, but you're kind of telling him that we're we want to give Sam an opportunity here to go ahead. And and that's kind of the unwritten code. Like when you come into it, like when I went into Houston, they were like, you know, we, we like you a lot. We like what your film says, but you know, we've got these two young guys and we need to bring them along. And that's coach speak for basically saying like, can you get these guys ready? You Logan Paulson, you know, and like, you're probably not going to play, but we want you here to get those guys ready to play. And so I prepared and, and did everything in practice. Like I was going to play, like I was going to start, uh, but ultimately, like I knew those guys were going to have the edge and they were going to get more opportunities to kind of screw it up and make mistakes and, and make plays if they needed to. And that was kind of the situation. And, and they told me that at the jump. So I think they've probably framed it in a way where it's like, yeah, you have an opportunity to compete, but 
we really like Sam. We like his upside, and we want to see what he's got. And so it's probably going to be a competition, but it's definitely not an even competition, right? They're going to kind of, you know, like, you know, you get your grades adjusted in college, right, where it's like on a sliding scale. It's kind of like that. Everything Sam does is going to be under this, you know, kind of this, this bell curve, and everything Brissett uh, does is going to be judged a little bit more harshly. And I think while that doesn't seem fair, like that's how the NFL goes. That's how um, scouts do in the NFL. So I do think that that is um, – That's definitely a big part of it. Hey, it's Greg Hoffman from Take Command. It's not just a podcast. It's the 25th hour of your day, your weekly source for all things commanders, right on time, your time. A list of household chores. Do them without missing a beat and listen while you work. In the car, turn mundane drives into memorable moments. With podcasts, you can maximize productivity and minimize FOMO. We're on demand, so we fit perfectly into your schedule. Follow Take Command in the Odyssey app or wherever get your podcasts. Logan Paulson with us here on the team 980. So, uh the other moves they make, let's let's touch on those real quick and then then kind of a refresh of something we did this morning on the pod too of like what now. So, first thing uh chronologically to happen, they re-signed Tyler Larson. They needed to do that to get a floor underneath them at center, but if he winds up being their starter like is that is that good? Is that bad? Is that like okay? Like wh- what kind of level player is Tyler Larson at this point? I mean, I think they really like Tyler Larson. Like everyone you talk to is very high on him, and I think rightfully so. Like he played really well last year, and he has a lot of upside. He's a bigger guy at the position, meaning he's a little bit more effective in pass protecting situations. And I think you'd probably be okay. Like, is that mean that you can't upgrade at that position? Absolutely not. I think if you are sitting at 48 or sitting in the third round and Whipler from Ohio State staring you in the face I think say hey that's probably the best player on our board let's grab that guy and make him uh, make him a Washington commander so I don't think that precludes you from making a move like that but I definitely think he's he's a good football player Tyler and he did a good job last year and if he's healthy and you feel good about him like he brings a unique skill set to the position in terms of his sheer size and power that is very unique um, even at the NFL level. How does that fit with kind of what they've had in Kansas City? Uh, in terms of their centers under yeah, the enemy. Yeah, I mean, I think that, you know, um, Creed Humphrey is probably the second best, first best center in the NFL, depending on how you want to stack him with Kelsey. Um, and he's exceptional. He's exceptional in the run game. He's exceptional in the pass game. He's exceptional in the screen game. So to compare Tyler Larson to Creed Humphrey, I think is somewhat unfair and it's somewhat unrealistic, but he's very, very gifted. And I think. Um, and I think Tyler brings elements of a physicality that you see with Creed Humphrey, especially in the run game. I think Tyler's better in space than people want to acknowledge, but he's not quite as athletic as Creed Humphrey. Um, but I think he's a solid center. So I think he lets you do some of the stuff. I think they might have to kind of work around, you know, getting Tyler in space and how quickly you can get to some of these screens. But um, I think, you know, looking back, thinking back to what they do in Kansas City with the center on the screen game, they, they do a good job of not demanding too much of them athletically so I think Tyler while he might not be a pro bowl center might not be a top two center in the NFL is a good football player that allows you to get to a lot of stuff you want to do and the other thing is he's a huge value add in the run game like I think he might be a better run blocker than Creed just because he can create movement on shades and three techniques and and he's quick enough quick enough to, to put himself in a position to do that uh, the other guy they re-signed today that we have gotten so far news on is F.A. Obata, uh, who I know you were super intrigued for them to re-sign. Why did you think that was such a big deal, and what do you make of them getting him back? 
Yeah, well, I think FA brought a unique skill set and kind of a surprising skill set. You know, in the OTAs, they're like, oh, we can rush inside, outside. And you're like, like, what is the value there, especially when you have guys like Payne, guys like Allen um, on the roster? Like, you want those guys on the field. But seeing what you can do with FA in terms of, you know, putting him in the Cinco front, having Payne at the nose and John at the, um, John at the three and FA at the three in pass rushing situation, like that – group becomes very very formidable in terms of three guys you can win one-on-ones in a pass rushing situation as opposed to you know John Ridgeway at the nose right which is you know no no offense to John like that's not necessarily his cup of tea so getting five like very good pass rushers in one-on-one situations I think is something that I underestimated the value of so that ability to kind of provide some rotational depth to bring a little a little bit of special teams value and to bring some good pass rushing ability off the edge is is valuable and I think you know I was like are they gonna bring FA back are they gonna address something in the draft I'm glad FA's back because it doesn't handcuff you in the draft to make one of those decisions so um, I'm I'm very happy FA's back I think he did a nice job here last year Um, you know there was some speculation about how much he's kind of playing off scheme all that stuff but I think that's okay because of the value he brings from a pass rush juice standpoint and um, I think this is a good fit for him and I think this staff knows what he does well so I, I really like this move I think it's good that they've got this type of player back um and I think it really fleshes out that defensive line room in a nice way so they get their backup quarterback that was the biggest thing on the to-do list they've now uh solidified some defensive line spots they've solidified offensive line uh what what to you is the biggest need remaining are we now down down to corner is that is that the thing in terms of need I don't know it's hard to say linebacker yeah, I think linebacker is interesting. Corner is always interesting, but I think what they've done is they've positioned themselves, the team now, in a position in in, um, in a situation where you're going into the draft and you can literally draft the best player available. Now, all of a sudden, at 16, edge rushers on the table, right? Because you've kind of cleaned up all of these other things. So maybe White from Georgia Tech is on the table, and you say, "Hey, let's draft him and then trade one of these edge rushers, or draft him and." you know, do whatever we're going to do. And I think that that is a very compelling situation to be in. So you're not, you're not handcuffed to guys in the draft. And I I know obviously like you'd like maybe another corner, but um, you know, they've, they, with the acquisition of what's the guy's name from uh, Minnesota, his name escapes me at the moment. Uh, Cam Danzler. Yeah. Cam Danzler. I think that's an interesting, interesting depth piece. Who's 24, 25 years old and can do some things for you. Like, They've kind of, I don't want to say they've checked all the boxes. Like, are they the best players of all time? No, but they've brought in some depth. They've brought in some guys with some high upside. And I think now all of a sudden the draft and what the team does moving forward is, is incredibly compelling because they don't, they haven't really given you a direction. And I think that's really interesting. Yeah. um, They've checked all the boxes. There's a box next to it that says can upgrade. And yes. you, you can still check that box or, you know, upgrade. You can still check that box, but at least you don't have any of like the baseline needs unchecked at this point. Uh, so that's, that's obviously excellent. Also means unless they do something crazy, like sign Darius Slay in the next couple of days, Logan, we can probably kind of relax. Like, I don't, <laughs> I don't think that we're going to have to do any emergency pods the next couple of days. We can sit back. We can watch the NCAA tournament. We can, we can see our families. We, we, I think are free from the NFL free agency black hole. It does feel that way, and I think I've just been really impressed with how they've handled this free agency period. Like, yeah, I think I, I like the way you said it there. They've addressed every need with the opportunity to say, 
um, we can upgrade if we have to. And like, that's exactly what you want to do going into the draft and, and putting yourself in a good situation. So I know none of these picks, maybe outside of Brissett, are super you know, big names, but I think they fill needs, they fill scheme needs, and they have some high upside in certain situations. So yeah, I think this, this is kind of their philosophy and their approach, and I think they're going to definitely chill out um, probably in the next couple of days and, and just kind of sit back and, like you said, watch the NCAA tournament. <laughs> All right, Logan Paulson, co-host of the Take Command podcast. We publish typically Tuesday and Thursday mornings, although we've kind of just put the podcast out into the world as soon as we're done recording it these last couple of days. So there are episodes available for you now wherever you get your pods, also on video youtube.com slash at 1067 the fan this segment will be available later as well at youtube.com slash at craig hoffman